The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Courting Austin police officers with cops facing uncertainty over contract negotiations, another big city mayor has a message. Come work for us. Concerned from Uvalde parents, the school district continues to use an alert system that proved problematic the day of the mass shooting. A quick moving cold front to the northwest of us is moving towards central Texas. We'll track the wind and the rain chances that come with it tonight. We want and need you. That is the message from the Dallas mayor to Austin police officers. Good evening, everyone. I'm Mike Rush. Thanks for joining us. KXAN Sarah Alshay joins us live from Austin police headquarters with more on the recruiting message from Mayor Eric Johnson. Sarah. Yeah, Mike, Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson makes it clear he is actively recruiting APD officers who might be thinking of retiring. Let's take a look at that tweet. Now it reads, quote, if you work for Austin PD, are still interested in protecting and serving, and are considering retiring from the profession, don't. Come work for the residents of at City of Dallas by joining at Dallas PD. We want and need you. Hashtag Big Dallas Energy. Now this comes days after the Austin City Council unanimously voted on Thursday to extend police salaries and benefits for officers if the contra current contract expires next month. Now, earlier this month, the council voted to go with a one-year extension of the contract rather than accept the tentative four-year deal that former city manager Spencer Kronk announced before he was fired. Police union leaders have said they would rather work with no contract than support a year-long deal. And the president of the Austin Police Retired Officers Association says he knows of 35 officers that have filed retirement papers as a result of contract negotiations, but he thinks that's just the beginning. I think it's going to settle somewhere between 100 and 150. It's the officers with less than 10 years down here who are simply going to leave because there are other opportunities from other cities who value the training these guys get and how good a cops they really are. APD Chief Joseph Chacon said morale is not good and that the four-year contract was how he would recruit and retain officers. But on the other hand, Austin Mayor Kirk Watson says extending salaries and benefits until a contract can be worked out sends a message to officers that the city cares about them and wants to reach an agreement. And I reached out to Mayor Watson and the Austin Police Association for comment today, but have not heard back yet. Back to you in the studio. All right, Sarah, thank you. School security alerts are under question in Uvalde with growing concerns from parents over how the school initiates drills, lockdowns, and other emergency action. KXAN's Monica Madden discovered the district is using the same alert system that was cited as part of the many failures during the May mass shooting when 19 children and two teachers were killed. Why are they using it? Uvalde parent Adam Martinez is outraged after learning the district hasn't changed a system that state lawmakers cited as a failure. Why that hasn't been fixed, I don't understand. I think it's just they're not focusing on the issue. I worry about it all the time. His now homeschool son attended Robb Elementary and Martinez's older daughter still attends school in the district. The parents are furious. They want to put trust in, the, in them and, and they do things like this. 
and then it, we're just back in the same position. UCISD's alert system, Raptor, is a phone app for teachers to use in the event of lockdowns, evacuations, and other emergencies. The House committee that investigated the shooting named it as a key reason Rob Elementary didn't lock down fast enough. According to the report, district employees didn't always reliably receive the Raptor alerts due to poor Wi-Fi or teachers not using their phones in class. The report also notes the system does not differentiated signals between bailouts and other kind of alerts, such as an active shooter situation. The district frequently saw bailout alerts. That's when migrants run away from Border Patrol. We offered an interview to the district and did not get a response, but Interim Superintendent Gary Patterson did confirm UCISD still is using Raptor. He said over email there are financial barriers to getting a new system, but quote, as of now, we are looking at additional training as well as additional security steps in the operating system. For parents like Martinez, it's not excusable. It goes back to accountability, something that hasn't been happening. Monica Madden, KXAN News. Going in depth now, we've already reported on the bipartisan efforts in the legislature to revamp school alert systems in Texas. Democrat representatives are sponsoring bills that would require all Texas schools to have silent alert systems that do not rely on Wi-Fi or service. Those systems will automatically notify local emergency responders when there is an active shooter situation or a medical emergency. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Our warm-up really accelerated today. Temperatures outside now are in the upper 70s and low 80s, between about 10 and almost 20 degrees warmer than we were this time yesterday. Clouds and radars cleared up. At least we saw some clouds around, but not nearly as gray as it was this morning. This afternoon sunshine sure helped those temperatures to jump, as well as a very warm, gusty wind out of the south right now, gusting to 30 miles per hour in some places, including in Austin. It's going to stay windy into this evening. We've got wind advisories until early tomorrow morning for Milam, Lampasas, and San Saba counties, where gusts there could get up to 50 miles per hour but it will be windy for all of us here tonight. Here's what we expect for your evening. Temperatures slowly dropping out of the 70s into the 60s. Just a 20% rain or storm chance here at 11. We'll be tracking tonight's wind and rain thanks to an overnight cold front. We'll update you on the timing of that as well as rain chances where you are. We'll be turning even warmer and then we'll show you some late week severe weather risk. A group of Round Rock ISD students put their engineering skills to the test today, designing a futuristic version of Austin that runs completely on green energy. Cedar Valley Middle School's Future City Club designed that project, constructing it out of 100% recyclable materials. Future City is a STEM program that promotes engineering and sustainability skills for middle school students. The project captured attention across the state, taking third place in a recent Future City competition in Texas. Students say they hope that their project inspires others to think about how to better conserve energy and protect the environment. I feel like people could be more aware by like just learning small things like maybe picking up trash or recycling or just taking the time to learn about climate change. More than 45,000 students from around the world participate in future city projects each year.
Central Texans are still recovering from this month's ice storm with millions of trees damaged in Austin. But what about the city's animals? Texas-founded Zoological Disaster Response Rescue and Recovery came to the aid of the Austin Zoo following the storm. The group brought chainsaws to tackle tree debris and help restore electricity. The response team was founded as a Texas initiative in 2019 following Hurricane Harvey. Today, the group provides those same relief efforts to 130 zoos across the country. When it comes to the matter of disaster and caring for our animals, folks really bottom line on the fact that we need to come together. And it has been so inspiring and remarkable to be able to help bring that about. To learn more about the program and its Texas Zoo partners, head to KXAN.com and click on this story. Still to come, why people on both sides of the issue of abortion access nationwide are paying close attention to a judge in Amarillo. And a new look to welcome you to UT's Blanton Art Museum. We'll preview the improvements and when you can expect to see them for yourself. Abortion rights activists are waiting on what could be the most consequential ruling on abortion access since Roe v. Wade was overturned. A Texas judge could decide to pull a popular abortion pill off the market nationwide. Ali Vitale reports. A new fault line in the battle over abortion access. This one centered on the so-called abortion pill. Both sides bracing for a Texas judge's decision that could restrict access to one of two drugs used to induce medicated abortion. Mifepristone is one part of a two-step regimen, long approved by the Food and Drug Administration and currently the most prevalently used form of abortion care in the United States, with overwhelming evidence that it's safe and effective. Most Americans could look in their medicine cabinet where they will find medication prescribed by a doctor that they use on a daily basis. Mifepristone is no exception to that process. The federal judge in Texas, appointed by former President Donald Trump, could render his ruling any day now, setting off a national chain reaction long anticipated by abortion rights advocates and the White House. In some states, particularly rural ones with limited clinics that present a travel barrier to care, limitations on the pill could be keenly felt. In states like South Dakota, where we met Nurse Misty last year, limits on the pill were already the next battle. Because it's not access at all. Claiming that those medications aren't safe just is so false. Here on the steps of the Austin Federal Courthouse, the national divide encapsulated. I think that this, as much as it's a small scene, is a very telling one. Like, this is what it looks like, right? This is the national debate playing out right It is the national debate, but at the same time, the majority of Americans, the vast majority of them, are pro-choice and pro-abortion. I believe chemical abortion pills are the next battle that anti-abortion that was Ali Vitale reporting going in depth just Friday. According to the Texas Tribune, a federal judge ruled that Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton cannot criminally charge those who pay for someone's out-of-state abortion. The judge also found that pre-Roe laws criminalizing the act of helping someone get an abortion may not be valid. Hey, as expected, temperatures got into the 80s today. Officially at Camp Mabry, our high of 81. Here's some great news for you. If you like the sun coming up a little bit earlier, tomorrow's sunrise, 6.59. That is the first sunrise before 7 a.m. since November 19th of last year as our days continue to get longer. We'll show you how much sunshine we've got ahead, how much warmth, plus we'll track a windy night in first warning weather. 
This KXAN News podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. The Blanton Museum of Art at UT Austin has released pictures of its reimagined grounds ahead of its official reopening in May. The new grounds will feature a canopy of three-story tall petal-like shade structures. You'll also see vaulted entryways to the museum's main building and pathways with plants native to Central Texas. The museum will celebrate the renovated space May the 13th. If you want to learn more about the new grounds, head to KXAN.com and click on this story. Nick? First Warning Weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Thanks, Mike. Let's take you out to Granite Shoals. We'll see landscape supplies camera there where we're at 80 degrees, still nice and warm. A good amount of late day sunshine helped us to get there. There's still some scattered clouds, though, and I expect a mostly clear to partly cloudy sky for the next few hours. Watch what's happening northwest of us. is actually a pretty potent and very fast-moving cold front associated with this area of low pressure that's got a pretty significant severe weather risk associated with it. Uh, we're way too far south to have much of a risk down here in central Texas, but there's a possibility we get a little bit of rain, and certainly it will stay windy here through the night. On clouds and radar, let's track that rain chance for you as we stay partly cloudy here for the next few hours and dry. After about 10 o'clock, we start to see a broken line of some showers and perhaps an isolated thunderstorm arriving in San Saba and Mason counties into Lampasas and Llano counties here through about 11. And the line starts to fall apart as we get closer to to midnight. Some of our computer models do keep a few showers into the metro in our eastern counties. This particular one dries out the rain before it even gets to the metro. So we're only going to keep around a 30% rain chance here in the middle of the night, largely focused in the hill country. By the time you're up tomorrow morning, the rain is long gone and even the clouds are already clearing in a hurry. We expect tomorrow is going to be a sunny yet breezy day and a warm day, but uh, no shortage of sunshine here tomorrow. Some low clouds and areas of fog come in for your early Tuesday morning, and then that leaves us and gives way to another warm and mostly bright day. Look at the significant wind gust coming with that cold front, gusting to 74 miles per hour now in Amarillo. They're also not just concerned about the wind, but blowing dust with this strong cold front too. And I already mentioned the severe weather. We're going to get some wind too, but nothing like what they're getting well north and northwest of us. Wind gust forecast at 8 o'clock tonight, say gusting between about 20 to as much as 35 miles per hour out of the south. And then as the cold front comes through, the winds start to come out of the west and then northwest into tomorrow morning. But they do start to back off, say, as we approach sunrise. So tomorrow will be breezy, but tonight will be windy. So the wind may actually wake you up in the middle of the night here tonight. 4.30 tomorrow afternoon, the winds have really backed off by then, and it's not going to be too windy uh, from then on out. So tonight, a low of 58 will increase the clouds late in the evening just a 30% chance of rain, but it is going to be windy with those winds 15 to 25 miles per hour, but gusting over 30 or 35 miles per hour. Just a few leftover clouds at 8 tomorrow morning, 60 degrees, 74 sunny at noon, and we head for 81 again here tomorrow afternoon, and the warmth keeps coming. 87 Tuesday, 86 Wednesday and Thursday ahead of our next cold front. That next cold front does bring us a Another chance of some wet weather. We're also going to notice the humidity bubbling up a little bit toward the middle of the week before that next cold front squashes it down. Speaking of that next front, it does bring us the chance for some showers and storms, especially east of I-35 on Thursday before that all clears out. 
There is an early heads up about a severe weather potential east of 35 on Thursday. We'll keep you updated on that as we get closer to it during the week. Right now, east seems to be the greatest threat. Look at our first warning weather seven day forecast. You see the four days of 80s. That cold front Thursday drops us down into the 60s though by Friday with sunshine. And next weekend so far looks good. First weekend of March, 70 with sunshine Saturday and 74 on Sunday. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Ah, good evening. After dropping three in Arlington last weekend, Texas baseball team trying to sweep Indiana and win their fourth in a row. Beautiful day out at UFC Dish Fall Field. How about Porter Brown, the TCU transfer, hit the big three-run homer on Friday to propel them to the victory. And here, Brown going deep, gets a little help from the breeze out of the south, but still another home run. Texas takes a one to nothing lead. Longhorns had a chance to make it more than just one more. They had second and third, no outs. They do get one on the Dylan Campbell ground out, but just two to nothing could have opened things up a little bit more. And then how about Garrett Gilmet, the catcher with the outstanding play right there to get that slow roller, but still the sixth inning would be the undoing because then Josh Pine with two outs, dribbles one up the middle. Now it's two to one. And then David Pierce goes to the bullpen and Carter Matheson with a two out base hit. And all of a sudden this game is tied up back to the bullpen and Brock Tibbetts with the big one. He laces a double into left field. That brings home two more, four two out RBIs for Indiana in that sixth inning. And that was it. Texas cannot get the sweep as they fall four to two in this afternoon series finale. Next up Tuesday night, LSU. Right now they're number one. They did lose yesterday. They're playing up at the Dell Diamond. They just started against Sam Houston State. Well, first place was on the line. It was going to be tough for Texas. This brutal gauntlet of a Big 12 at Waco against Baylor and Dylan DeSue is keeping the horns in it. In fact, they led 18 to 4. DeSue had 14 of his 24 in the first half. And then Baylor goes on a big run. Jalen Bridges with the flutch. And then it is Dale Bonner off the bench. It's a 10 point Baylor lead. And Adam Flagner, just as Texas had cut it to eight, gets that double figure lead. Not a typical game from the Texas guards, part of their undoing in the loss. Well, we just didn't have it today. We didn't, we didn't, get, uh, we didn't get the point production. Uh, that we that we've been getting from those guys. Um, again, I thought our guys still had had the effort, you know. And uh, today just wasn't our day in terms of uh, of really trying to uh, uh, make this a lot closer game than, than than we possibly could have. They get TCU Wednesday in Fort Worth. UT women tomorrow, big one against Baylor after taking sole possession of first yesterday at OU. Back after this. Last time Austin FC played at home, they were advancing to the Western Conference Finals in the playoffs. Much different story last night. Season opener for Austin FC at Q2 and St. Louis SC, St. Louis City, the expansion team coming into another sellout crowd and well, the unthinkable happens. St. Louis scores first. How about Sebastian Driussi? The touch right there to pull even at one. But then it is John Gallagher a couple of days after his birthday makes it two to one Austin FC and order is restored or is it? Oh, Kip Keller just a, a Mental error right there. In fact, he kicks it to the former FC, Jared Stroud, who now is on St. Louis, and he ties it up, and then Klaus, the Brazilian designated player, that's your game winner. How about that? St. Louis in their first ever match. They go to Q2 Stadium and win it 3-2. to two. Saturday night, Montreal is back in town for FC. 
little early to say important, but you get two home games. You want to get one of those first. For sure, yeah. yeah. All right, thanks, Roger. Back in a moment. Stay with us. And uh, Nick is thinking about the kids tomorrow morning going to school. What's it going to look like? You know, when you have two of your own, you can't not think about the kids. Well, right. I've got three of my own, and I rarely give them any thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, well, maybe you've got to change that. Let's take a look at your bus stop forecast here for tomorrow then. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a windy start to the day. Just a few leftover clouds uh, early in the morning. And then the temperatures uh, jumping up into the low 80s in the afternoon. So you can probably get away with T-shirts and shorts despite a little bit of a breezy or windy start. You see the temperatures 80s for four days before a late week cool down, guys. All right. Thanks a lot, Nick, and thank you for watching, everybody. Have a great evening. We hope to see you back here at 10 o'clock.